Parenting Magazine had contacted me, the editor for Parenting Magazine. Wow. She was like, hey, I've been following your blog forever. I've been waiting for the right celebrity to pair your shoes with. And we're shooting Courtney next week. Can you send out shoes for her? Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> yes. Kardashian. <Courtney> Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Courtney Kardashian, I want to pair you with Courtney Kardashian. Can you send me shoes? And I was like, you can order them from my website. Because I okay. didn't know how to gift. I know. Michelle's like dying. <laughs> Welcome to another Enter the Chat episode of the Mom Force podcast, where a special guest answers your questions. And today you are in for a treat. I am chatting with Susan Peterson in our first ever live episode with a studio audience. Now, Susan is the founder of the beloved brand Freshly Picked, and she's been on Shark Tank, and she's a podcast host, and well, she actually even owns the gorgeous production studio that we recorded this episode in. She is the best, and we had so much fun meeting everyone who came out and submitted questions. Honestly, we had so many good questions, <laughs> more than we even had time to answer, and I totally should have had my glasses on because I could barely even read them, but we did get into some of the nitty-gritty of mom life and building a business, and some of the highs and lows of running your own business during crazy Q4. Now, if you don't know what Q4 is, it's just the last four months of the year. But as any business owner knows, it is the time of year when you offer your steepest discounts and sell your biggest amount of inventory. And... That is no different at Chatbooks. Right now, our print shop is gearing up for an incredible holiday season, ready to print all of your gorgeous books. And this week, you will find our best deals of the season. And I don't want you to miss out. So follow us over at Chatbooks on Instagram, download the Chatbooks app, and make a book for everyone on your holiday list. Okay, now on to Susan and her wit and wisdom. Hello, Susan Marie Peterson. Welcome Marie. to the Mom Force. <laughs> it's May, Susan May. <laughs> really? Yeah. Marie feels just right. I, I know. I just had to go for it. I like it. I'll take it. I'll be well, whatever you want me to be. Well, you know, normally you're referred to as the Godfather. Only by you and Nate. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. It didn't take off. I thought that that was like a thing. It's just a Nate thing. It's a Nate thing, but Nate's really good at branding. He is. That yeah. is. That's one of his strong suits. Yes. Well, why do you think he calls you the godfather? Well, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> that I think my attorney would say don't talk about. Okay. So um, I think it's because he thinks I'm a boss. Yeah. 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 You get stuff done. I get stuff done. And you're lucky to get to be friends with Susan and, and you want to stay on her good side. Yeah. I'm unemotional <laughs> about things I have to do. Oh, well, Susan, when we started Chatbooks almost 10 years ago, I was a fish out of water and I was desperately looking for anybody that I could relate to that could help me. And you were my girl. Like oh. anytime the conversation turns to mentorship or mentors, I'm always like, Susan, she's my gal. That's so so nice. thank you so much for being my friend. And you guys have done just as much for me though. It goes really? both ways, 100%. Okay. Because yeah. I will never forget when you posted about Chatbooks Basically, our company took off from that point. Oh, come on. <laughs> you guys were already on your way. <laughs> no, you're you're an incredible, you've been an incredible mentor for me. And as you have been for so many women, I'm so glad that you're here today. That actually we get to be here in your studio. We're mm -hmm. on your turf. On air studio. On yes. air studio. This is quite an upgrade from what it usually looks like when I'm recording in my basement, surrounded by the riffraff of my children's musical ventures. 
Yes. And an upgrade from my first studio, which you came to. You've been to two of my oh, studios. Oh, that's true. Yes. That's over at your HQ? Yeah. My, well, at our warehouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. And thanks for having Nate and I on your podcast. Of course. It was a little let's unhinged. And let's, yeah, I have high hopes for this one too. <laughs> um, look, we're in Q4. Yeah. Anything it's, can happen. <laughs> and honestly, I'm so grateful that you're willing to give me some of your time in Q4 because it is the crazy time. Yeah. And some of the like most interesting conversations I've had with you are around Q4 as we are comparing notes and commiserating. Yeah. And I thought it might be fun to reflect on the first Q4. That I ever your, had? Yeah. What was that like? Well, I didn't even know that you called it Q4. <laughs> okay, that is a good point. Yeah, I've gotten so used to yes. in all of these years of business of some of the lingo that- I think it, I called it October, November, December. <laughs> yes. The Q4 meaning the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yes. yes. So what had happened for my first Q4? Well, Parenting Magazine had contacted me the editor for Parenting Magazine. Wow. She was like, hey, I've been following your blog forever. I've been waiting for the right celebrity to pair your shoes with. And we're shooting Courtney next week. Can you send out shoes for her? Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> yes. Kardashian. <Courtney> Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Courtney Kardashian, I want to pair you with Courtney Kardashian. Can you send me shoes? And I was like, you can order them from my website. Because I okay. didn't know how to gift. I know. Michelle's like dying. <laughs> I didn't know what it yeah, was. You I, knew. I was new. So she lovingly walked me through placing and activation. So I stayed up all night because I was still sewing the shoes. And I made her shoes. And I overnighted them. And she got them. And she's like, I think they're too small. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to have to buy these ones. <laughs> she's like, no, Susan, I promise it's going to be worth it. I stayed up all night again and I made more shoes and I sent them out. She's like, okay, these are great. I'll send them back to you, I promise. And then she was like, messaged me right after the shoot. She's like, Courtney loved the shoes, so I gave them to her. I'm going to send back the ones that didn't fit. And I was like, okay. And immediately they started getting photographed because Courtney, that was like yeah. her first baby. Her and Scott were living in New York at the time and they were, Mason wore those shoes every day. And so then OK Magazine put them in their gift guide. And so that was my first... Q4, my first October, November, December mm. was I was bleary eyed and deliriously happy over how much money I was making from Kourtney Kardashian. Amazing. Wow. So was that the beginning of what has been a big part of your business? I think the influencer marketing has been a big yes. part of your business. And that was what a way to break onto the scene. Right. I mean, you can't get bigger than the Kardashians. Well, once Kim Kardashian, we mm -hmm. actually were able to ship chat books to her. Yes. And she did an Instagram post about it, yes. but she called them her snap books. Oh, it kind of took the shine. I'm sure she's listening. Place. Come on, Kim, Kim get why? it together. But we did get video of her holding them. So yeah, I feel like they are the most genuine, kindest people ever. Oh, Those I love Kardashian that. girls. Yeah, they're very nice. Awesome. I was just for a moment was trying to remember my first Q4. And I know we had kids in uh -huh. the print shop helping stuff books into yes. envelopes. I remember you guys Ruined my Christmas once almost. We did. Oh, that's right. But Nate <laughs> redeemed himself. He did. He she delivered this incredible books. book for her dad. And yes, you guys, she was going to be part of what we called dad Sad Christmas. would say every year I'd go, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? And he goes, I just want to know that my kids love Jesus. That's what he wanted for Christmas uh -huh. every year. So I took it upon myself to project manage my siblings within an inch of their lives. And it was all I did that month. But I got everyone to write out how they felt about Jesus. Kids, my siblings, their Amazing. kids. 
And I sent it in by the deadline for chat books. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm taking over the story. And it's okay. It has a happy ending. And then I got my shipping notification. It was coming the day after Christmas. And I hadn't done anything else. I actually we- cried. Oh, and then I called Nate and I was, and Nate redeemed himself, but it showed something that you guys needed to know anyway. Yeah. Well, because we were new and we were still yeah. dialing it in, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we do outsource all the shipping, yes. the printing and the shipping. And yes. so their estimations and their deadlines and then the postal system, you know, yeah. things can go haywire. Yeah. And unfortunately, there sometimes are people in that group that we refer to as sad Christmas. And if we happen to know you, we can print and hand deliver your books. Nate Quigley hand delivered <laughs> all the books for me on Christmas Eve. Oh, we see you guys. Christmas. Yes. They saved Christmas. Oh, that was amazing Q4. Oh, so good. All right. Well, Susan, I could literally sit here and talk to you forever, but we have this audience, this live studio audience in this incredible on-air studio. And I have a basket here. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Of questions. And this is going to be fun. I told him that nothing was off limits. I know. I'm very nervous. Okay. So this episode is going to be a QA and a episode. And if um, I don't want to answer anything, I'm just going to say my attorney said I can't. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a good caveat. <laughs> um, we have a community for the Mom Force called the Mom Force Facebook group. That's actually where the Mom Force started. It was on Facebook. And every Tuesday is, they kind of call it the Side Hustle Tuesday, but it's not just side hustles. It's a lot of main hustles. But it is one of the most active threads where people are sharing the businesses they're running. And I'm so impressed how many women are running, growing, thriving businesses while raising their families. And so this is like the heart of what we do at the mom force. Yes, I love it. Right here in these questions. So are you ready to dig <laughs> yes, in? Let's okay. Go. Yes. Okay. Question number one. I provide a service to small business owners, UX design, but I also just want to make genuine connections with other founders. I'm struggling with how to make those connections without feeling like I'm pitching or having a business motive. Do you have any advice? Yes. I think the best way is to provide an event. For people. That's why we actually started doing these live audience recordings Yeah, is because I wanted to sell the studio and I needed more people to come in and see it. But it's also an amazing way to get to know other people, to bring in your target demo. But if you want to make entrepreneur friends, then provide an event that is useful to entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even before we started recording, we kind of went around the horn and everyone got to introduce themselves and say what they're working on and hopefully made some connections out here. Host an event or attend events. Yes. Yes. And then if you like have to take a Xanax or whatever to like (laughs) let your hair down, just like Vanessa knows this. I am a very aggressive when I'm looking for mentors or people to help me. And you just kind of have to be, you just have to go after it. And you're not everyone's cup of tea. It's just like regular friendships. And you just don't take it personal if it doesn't click. So good. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm just looking at these questions right now. There are so many good ones. Okay. How about this one? I know I am capable of more. Yes. But I'm struggling to find my purpose in business. Yeah. Where do I start? What do you think? I think you have to really know what is your why. And I think we get excited to start something because that feels really pressing and it feels clear. Uh-huh. But as your business grows, your needs change, your experience change. The early wins of startup, is this was this for you? The early wins of startup is like intoxicating. Oh my gosh. And then it gets hard and you're like, what have I done? I've ruined my life. Yes. I want out, help. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So let's maybe, let's talk about that part. Yeah. When you hit that place, what do you do? You can't get addicted to the feelings that you get from being a business owner. 
because there's nothing like an early win. I imagine it's like for a sports person, yeah, whatever sports they play. Like if <laughs> you're making ball. big plays, like the first time you do it, actually my attorney, he probably, I got served the other day. I got a subpoena for this case and I got it and I was like, oh, I don't even get that like fire in my belly anymore when I get these. Like, it's just like, oh, and I'm like, I miss the burn, you know? You're just so used to getting served now. (laughs) When you get enough like lawsuits or whatever, you're like, oh, it's not Uh. like, so the early wins to your point are always going to go away. And I think we're all capable of more. You can do anything. You really can, but you can't do everything. So you have to be able, like, I know what I'm really good at. And if I don't hire the right people around me to do the things I'm not good at, then I can't do more in what I'm really good at. And so you have to build room for smart, capable people around you and then give them enough rope to either swing or hang themselves Mm -hmm. so that you can focus on what you're good at. Yeah. If you kind of have to earn the right to hire people, though, like in the beginning, you are often just the hustler. Like you've got to, you got to build enough momentum to where you can hire people. But I love what you say that you can't, you can't do it all. No. Like you can do whatever you want, but you can't do it all. Yeah. That's true for anything in life, right? Even motherhood. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Like I could learn QuickBooks and make a P&L. I could, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. No, I'll hire that out. But if I had to, I could. But it's not the best use of my time. Yeah. So you're capable of more when you give up the stuff that is not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. What about failure? Here's two questions about failure. Mm. I love failure. Okay. I've had two businesses fail and I feel sheepish. Yeah. I will keep going, but any advice? And then what is your favorite fail and why? Hmm. Oh, I have so many thoughts on failure. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z said something amazing. He said, I haven't figured it out how to learn from my successes. Okay. I've only figured out how to learn from my failures. Yeah. And I think that that is so profound because when you're successful, you want to repeat it. You want that feeling again. You think you have it figured out. Yes. But how many times we were just mm-hmm. talking about this cack for right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's impossible to figure it out. Facebook only knows yeah. and they're not sharing the formula with anyone. So I think like you learn so much more in failure than you could ever learn from your success. I tried teaching that to my kids too. And that's, it's a hard thing yeah. to learn when you're young and you don't make, you know, the baseball team or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, and failure bites. Yeah. It's not nice, but you do learn more from it. Okay. Give us an example from your experience. Oh, I can't talk about it. Your, My your attorney lawyer. won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm trying to think. But I it's mean, safe to assume that everyone who looks like outwardly just like seamlessly successful has just had a string of failures that they learn from and grow from. Yes. And rise from the ashes. Yeah. And you just have to be gentle with yourself. I think that's the main thing is like, if your friend failed, what would you say to her? Right? Or one of your sisters, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? You'd be like, you're fine. Get up, yeah. brush yourself off. But when we fail, we look at it like a character defect. And it's not true. The truth is like, that's how you learn. Yeah. That's how you grow. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, another thought is, I was just talking to a friend about this, that if it feels really scary, mm-hmm. that means you got to do it. 
I learned from those scary things. Every time I put myself out there into something that feels really uncomfortable, that's mm-hmm. usually where I feel like I get a lot of growth. Yeah. So yeah. the fear of failure, you actually need both. You need to be scared and you need to fail. Um, okay, here's two more questions that kind of go together. Entrepreneurs solve problems for a profit and moms solve problems from morning to night. What advice do you have for a mom who is trying to find the courage or momentum to step into the entrepreneurial space? And then this one, what's your best advice for newly working moms? Oh, those are such good questions. Mm -hmm. So for new working moms, figure out in your house what is important for you. And then either that's the thing you do at home or you pay to get it done. Mm -hmm. For example, when I come home, I want my living room kitchen area to feel like a boutique hotel. Smell, look, feel. Who's in charge of making that happen? Me, because it's important (laughs) to me. Okay. So I feel like if it's important to you, then it's also your responsibility to make it happen. Like, I don't like my husband's side of the bed. He has dirty clothes hamper, and then he has almost dirty clothes hamper, and then he has clean clothes, (laughs) and they're all on the couch. It bugs me. It doesn't bug him. So it's my responsibility to do something about it. If you see it, that's your responsibility, Mm. I think. If it doesn't bug you, then it's not your responsibility. So either that's the thing you focus on or you hire that part out. I've had a house manager before and that was like, by 5 p.m., I want this place feeling and smelling and looking so good. Wait, a house manager? Yes. Tell us more about that. It's just like she picks up stuff from the framer, drops off dry cleaning, does laundry, runs kids around. Mm -hmm. I don't have one currently. That sounds dreamy. It's nice, yeah. But also I feel like whenever you have multiple things going on, So back to the original, Mm -hmm. the first question, you'll notice a rhythm between both areas of your life. And if you're solving a problem here, I find that usually there's a problem that looks like it to be solved over here. So if you're solving a problem as a mom, chances are you're also going to solve that problem as an entrepreneur. It may look and feel a little different, Mm -hmm. but the muscles you're flexing as a mom are going to be the same muscles you need to flex as an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. And so... Don't put a barrier between the two. Like if you're having to have a hard conversation with your son's preschool teacher, then you're probably going to have to have a hard conversation with one of your employees and take the skills you learn from either and apply it to both. That was one of the big ah ahas for me when we were building our business because I had no experience in business at all. Yeah. But I had birthed and raised seven kids. Yeah. My youngest was getting ready to go to kindergarten. And as we were building the business, I was realizing like, oh, I've been prepared for this Yeah, in motherhood. Yeah. There are so many things that translated. So it's the best boots camp for entrepreneurship. Yes. And to your point about like solving problems, like your business, you started to solve a problem you had. Yes. Shoes for your son. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Chat books, solve the problem I had. I was not scrapbooking. So sometimes we tap into that mom brain mm-hmm. and find the big, the big problem to be solve his next big business. Yes. And who's more creative than a mom who's solving a problem? Right. No one. Well, and I will say that just made me think a working mom has to be so creative mm-hmm. in the way you organize your life. And it's, chances are it's not going to look like the way your mom organized her life. Right. And tell us a little bit about what that looks like at your house, because I know it's different than it is in my house. Yeah. So my husband's a stay-at-home dad, Christian, and um, he has been since my son was in kindergarten. So now nine years. And he is chef extraordinaire. He walks the dog. He does all this stuff. He does not pick up his 
dirty or almost dirty or clean clothes. But, you know, you can't have everything in one man. <laughs> that is a really brilliant realization. Yes, okay. exactly. Yes. yes. So you can hire a house manager to yes, help fill exactly. in the gaps, right? Yes. Incredible. Okay, here's a question. How do you support other women's businesses in real ways? I mean, it's so easy from like leaving a comment and like liking a post to just whenever I have a generous thought about someone, I really just reach out to that person and tell them that. Whether it's like something about their product or something about them as a person or whatever it is, go to events, show up for people. Like it really just means so much. Yeah. You don't have to spend money. A lot of times it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think something that I heard from actually our first CMO taught this concept of give, give, get. And I think when you're starting a business, you're so focused on getting traction, getting customers, getting community, getting revenue. But there is something like karma in the universe that as you give to other people, you know, give likes on their posts or, you know, go to their events or, you know, never suppress a generous thought. Somehow you end up getting just goodness back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You get what you give for yeah. sure. Well, and you exemplify that in the way you live your life. And oh, thank you. Love you, Susan. So good. All right. Hardest part of your entrepreneur life? Right now, it's that our garage door is broken and I can't charge my car at night and Oof. I have to park outside my <laughs> No, right now... I don't know. It's just my kids are getting bigger and I'm feeling like, you know how it is. I'm getting ready to send my oldest off to college next year, like a year from now. And I feel like she's just so scrumptious and lovely. And I feel like it's slipping through my fingers a little bit. And I'm sad, but I don't know if I wasn't working, if I wouldn't feel that exact same way. You know, mm -hmm. I think that that's just the way you feel right now. And so my hardest part is always... When I'm at work, I could work until 10 p.m. and look up and be like, oh, my gosh, where'd the day go, you know? And so I really have to, like, stop myself and stop the flow and then go home and be with my kids. But I could also be with my kids all day and look up and be like, oh, my gosh, where'd the day go? Mm -hmm. So really just making sure that I'm giving ample time to both things is it's always been I don't believe in balance. I don't think there's a balance between motherhood and entrepreneurship or motherhood and anything. I think it is like both of them are all consuming mm -hmm. and just prioritizing whatever I need to do. Yeah. Something I learned from you early on was I used to think that I had cracked the code and I could hack doing two things at once, like oh, yeah. multitasking. Like yeah. I can be here and be your mother while I'm answering emails and customer support tickets. Yeah. Like, And you're like, uh-uh. No, no, you're you failing at both if you do that. Yeah. So being able to create boundaries is really important. Yeah, I love a commute mm. because when then you leave work and then you can sort all your work stuff on the way home and then you're home. And then when you leave home in the morning, you can sort all your home stuff and then you're at work. Yeah, I love a commute. So I know something that comes up often for women that are starting businesses or working is juggling yeah. The mental load of everything that's required at home with your ambition and the things that like drive you, you know, outside of the home. And I'm with you. I don't agree in balance either. But not everyone can hire a house manager or yeah. has a stay at home dad. Like there yeah. is just real tension there that that ends up feeling like the hardest thing. Yeah. And it's going to look different for everybody. There's no one right way to do it. But there are a lot of really hard things in building a business like CAC. 
Yeah. Like surviving Q4, like funding. Yeah. Let's cash just, flow. Yeah. Cash, I mean, a lot. Yeah. Hiring, firing, like lawsuits. Like there's just like this whole, it's just like an endless. And the longer you're able to stay in business and the bigger you grow, it kind of feels like the problems get bigger and bigger. Yeah. That's been my experience. But let's just talk for real quick here for a little of those nitty gritty things. Like let's talk funding. All right. I've heard your Shark Tank story that you sold recycled windows to get cashed enough to buy the leather to make your first mocks. When is the right time to get funding? And when do you think that you're ready for it? If you're itching to grow outside of the current cash that you're bringing in, I think then it's time to, I actually got an investor for the studio. Uh, it's tiny, mm -hmm. but the way I look at funding is it's uh, accountability plus money. And a lot of times people just think it's money, but it keeps you accountable in a way when I send an investor update for the studio yeah. <laughs> monthly and the person who invested didn't ask for that, but it keeps me accountable. And so I'm like, hey, here are the things we're working on this month. Here's what I said I worked on last month. Here's where I'm at with all of that. And I love accountability. I really thrive being accountable to somebody and even if it's just myself. And so when you bring on money, you have to be accountable and those two things go hand in hand. And if you're ready for big money, then like you're wanting millions of dollars, like that's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. But if you just want small money, like I think when you're ready to be accountable and you want someone to help you and be, you want to be able to have someone answer the phone, then I think you bring in money. But with all that said, there's not one way to grow a business. Some people are like, I just want a lifestyle business. Is that okay? Totally. Like however you want to grow this business, your success does not look like my success, you know? Yeah. Well, and thinking about who you take money from yeah. is an important part of it. Yes. Right. Like, Especially if you're viewing, I'm not just getting money. I'm not just taking a loan from the bank. You can. And yeah. that is a great way to, to fund in certain scenarios. Yeah. But especially if you're taking bigger amounts of money, like making sure you take from somebody who is going to be a good thought partner and yes. mentor even. Yes. Yes. That accountability piece is really important. I know I've heard um, very successful business people say, well, we've got, this is the answer. This just bootstrap. Don't give anything away. But sometimes that's not possible, right? No, especially when you're building software or um, if you have to invest in inventory or you need to hire a house manager or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you need money and it's scary. Like every time I sign my life away for money, it's scary. And I don't sleep for a little bit before. And then as soon as I sign, I'm like, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But it is scary and it's big girl, big girl moves. Well, and I love that you brought up, like, even if you have to hire a house manager, because I think that sometimes we think, especially as women, that we have to do it all, but you can't mm -hmm. do it all. You have to invest in yourself and yeah. hiring the help on the home front might be an important part of investing in the idea that you believe in or the vision that yes. you have. Yes. And you know, when your kids start parroting back things you say, you know that, and you're like, I don't say that. And then you do. Um, <laughs> my daughter has started telling me you'll be fine. And she says so it good. with She's my so inflection. Wise, and she, so I know that I say that to her. And the truth of the matter is, is like, you will be fine, but you'll figure it out. I really believe that for everyone. You can't do it all again, like at home, at work or anything. And you either have to be okay with the chaos. 
I know we've talked about this before. I had a nervous breakdown a few years ago and it was because I kept telling myself, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And it is true until it's not. So you do also have to take time for yourself. And I tell people all the time, it's so hard to kill a business. It actually is Mm -hmm. really hard to kill a business. And so if you have to like pump the brakes, slow it down, take care of your mental health, take care of a family thing, do whatever it is, like that's okay. And if you have to like kill your momentum a little bit, it's fine. Yeah, that's wise advice from someone who's seen a lot. I've been there. You've been there. (laughs) You've done that. So good, Susan. Okay, I know we got to wrap this up. And I know a question that you get often is, I have this idea, how do I get started? Here's a question. I'm just starting a business after being home with four kids for the past 13 years. What advice do you have for getting started? But I just want to throw this out there that you just said that it's hard to kill a business, but did you ever have a moment where you're like, what have I done? I've ruined my life. I want out. Like once you get down that road and you've taken money and, you know, maybe starting a business isn't really what you want. That's what I'm trying to get out. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I think that sometimes we're like, we love being at home with our kids. That is something that can bring a lot of joy, but you feel like maybe there's something more. Mm -hmm. And I think often we see a lot of really successful mompreneurs. I hate that word, but it's not a real word. It's not a real word. (laughs) Why did I just use it? I'm not going to do it. Um, Women who start businesses that also have children. Yes. Yes. There you go. See, it took longer to say. It took longer to say. Sometimes you think that starting a business is going to give you that outlet, but it comes with an extreme amount of stress. And then you take money and that's a lot of accountability. Yeah. And I'm just throwing it out there that maybe there starting a business isn't the answer. Sometimes, yeah. And then if you also feel like, well, let's explore that and then we'll answer her question. But yeah, it's not right for everyone. It is hard. It's hard. And then you sometimes get far enough down the road and you're like, wait, I do want to quit. And you feel like you can't back out of it. And you actually can. You don't have to keep doing it. You can just quit. It doesn't say anything about you. It doesn't say anything about the business. It doesn't say anything about anything other than you know, like one time I tried red lipstick and it was not for me. Really? Yes. And if I decided that, oh, but I said I was going to wear red lipstick. So now I have to wear red lipstick. Everyone here would be sad because it's not great on me. And I think it's just as simple as that. If you try a business and if it doesn't work for you and it's not you, it's as simple as like, don't wear the red lipstick anymore. That goes back to what we were talking about with failure. Like, yes, failures can help you learn as you grow in your business or it's part of your life experience. I mean, like, oh, I did that. I learned a lot about life and about me. And now we're going to close that door. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you can find someone to buy what you've built up to that point. But if not, yeah, okay. Okay, so what was that question? So it was just back to motherhood, being home with your kids for 13 years. And you do know that you want to start a business. How do you get started? I think you just go for it. Like if you've raised kids, you have all the tools in your tool belt to start a business. They are actually pretty much the same muscles. You flex the same muscles. It's not too far out of raising kids. You know, like that feeling with a child where from the outside, you know, you look crazy, but you know, from the inside, you're doing the exact right thing you need to do at that moment. Mm -hmm. How many times have you felt that in motherhood? Mm -hmm. Daily? Is that a fair enough to say? (laughs) And then how many times in your business have you felt that exact same way? Like, I know what needs to happen here. I know this looks insane from the outside, but inside it's, we're in the eye of the hurricane. Like I am calm. I am focused. I know exactly what I need to do. If it looks crazy from the outside, you're probably doing the right thing, I think. Okay. Well, and I will just say that my husband, Nate, who is the serial entrepreneur, he's the real entrepreneur of the family. 
when people ask him this question about how do I get started, he always says, don't, don't do it. And if you can push past that, Mm -hmm. then go for it. But if there's part of you that's like, oh yeah, that's too hard or too scary or too intimidating, maybe don't. I'm going to be honest. I'm not your girl if you're trying to start a business. People come to me and they're like, how do I get started? And I'm like, I actually don't, you know, when something feels intuitive to you and you can't explain it. Uh Like right now I have like four businesses and I don't know how I started any of them. My friend Andrew had this studio. I came over, I looked at it. It was disgusting. He wasn't using it. I was like, can I borrow your key? And I stole this studio from him and made him pay rent for four months while I was using it. And that's why she's a godfather. Like, (laughs) I don't know how I do it. And so if you're looking to get started, I'm actually not your girl. If you want to take stuff to the next level and accelerate your systems and like figure stuff out, I am your girl. Because it just comes naturally to me. And so I wish I knew how to like break it down. I don't. Yeah. I am 100% don't realize I'm in danger until I'm well past the situation. And I think that's the part of me that's missing that allows me to start businesses. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a little bit of that crazy. And so find someone who's really good at talking you through that and listen to them and do what they say. But like when people say, I don't know how to get started, I'm like, I don't know either. Yeah. I I really don't know that. I don't know. Okay. Well, there is a lot that you do know of all the other stuff. And so this is a good segue into you to talk about the next season of your podcast. You're doing something new and exciting. Yes. Tell us more about that. Okay. So started from the bottom. My podcast, I started it last year. You were on it. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And I just wanted to interview entrepreneurs on how they got started. I love talking about how they got started, even though... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not you just gonna, like to hear the story. But stories. I'm not your girl and, yeah. for that. But I also, a couple of girls here have been to my mastermind and I stopped doing masterminds. My last one was this year in April. But I actually miss doing masterminds and I love helping people take their business to the next level. One of my requirements, if if you come to a mastermind, is you have, well, you had to have at least 50,000 in sales. That was like one of the requirements, not for the first one, but for the mm-hmm. succeeding ones. So I decided that I'm taking two different businesses through my mastermind on my podcast this season. And I'm really excited about it. So awesome. And there were parameters around yes. the, the businesses that you're taking. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, what can we expect? Well, you have to have a certain amount of sales, again, because mm-hmm. the mindset and the problems that we're solving require it. Yeah. And then... You have to be the owner of your business. You can't work there and not own it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You need to pay taxes. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So basically, no matter what stage you are, even if you're just toying with the idea of starting a business, Mm -hmm. this podcast is for you. You can look down the pipe and see what are some of the challenges that we might have to face. Am I up to the task? Well, and humanity is in the details, right? Like you can listen to anyone explain something in detail and you can extrapolate something for what you're working on. Yeah. Really, you can. If you're paying attention, truth is truth. And what's working over here usually works over here. I really believe that. Yeah. And so if you're starting, if you are in the middle of it, if you are thinking of starting, I think it's really valuable. Yeah. Okay. Where can we find your podcast? It's on Apple. <laughs> and YouTube. <laughs> Anywhere you get your yes, podcast. I actually just started an Instagram for it. Okay. Yeah. But I don't, there's nothing there yet. So all right. We'll so all things, Susan, where else do we come find you? Um, on Instagram, susan.m.peterson. If you want to start a podcast, talk to me. We make it easy, simple, beautiful. Gorgeous. Hot. This yes. looks gorgeous. gorgeous. I love it. Yes. All right, Susan, you're the best. Thanks you're the best. for being my friend and mentor and the godfather. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. 
Oh my goodness, that was so fun. I think we need to do more of these live recordings. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for being part of the Mom Force. Follow me over on Instagram. And if you have any more questions about mom life or business, I'm your girl. Okay, until next time. <laughs>